Highway. This is Keith. Good morning, Keith. This is Angela from Vermont Public Radio. Good morning. How are you doing? Uh, oh, okay, I guess. Just okay? We're, we're battling the mud up here in Danville. Here in Vermont, we are blessed with more than just four seasons. Depending on how you count, we might have five or six or like ten. But what do we all agree comes during the confusing transition between winter and spring? Mud season. And by many accounts, this year's is full on. So this year is extremely bad. We have got a lot of mud in all corners of the town, creating, you know, nearly impassable situations. So people sometimes have to walk. And of course, nobody wants to do that. And so people are not being able to go where they want to go. This, by the way, is Keith Gadapi, road foreman for the town of Danville in the Northeast Kingdom. And I blame it on the fact that it got warm so quick and there hasn't been a lot of frozen mornings to kind of stall that thawing action out. According to our state agency of transportation, Vermont has more miles of dirt road than paved. And Keith Gadapi's town, Danville, has the most dirt. We do have over 80 miles of gravel roads, depending on how you want to call them. So Keith, suffice it to say, knows some stuff about dirt roads, or gravel roads, depending on how you want to call them. You know, we've got a handful of listener questions that have come into our show over the years, all about dirt roads in Vermont and mud season. And we were thinking this would be a good time of year to put those questions to a road expert such as yourself for a sort of mud season special, mud season spectacular. I don't know if you have any good names for what we can call this show. Um, I can't think of any. (laughs) That's okay. Well, from Vermont Public Radio, this is Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. Here on the show, we answer your questions about Vermont, our region, and its people. And why don't we call today's episode Mud Season Madness? Keith Gadapi answers your questions about a season that will literally stop you in your tracks. We have support from VPR sustaining members. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. So, yeah, I've got a list here in front of me, and we'll just go through, and um, I'll, I'll share the listener question and then love to get your take on it. Sure. All right. The first question comes from Jeffrey Bach. My name is Jeffrey Bach. I live in Craftsbury. And my question is, why are so few roads in rural Vermont paved? Well, that's a great question. Um, 
I think it all comes down to, um, you know, the objective of the town, whether or not they feel that the traffic level is high enough to warrant a paved road. Um, I think that has a lot to do with it. But I also think, you know, Vermont is known for its back country roads, and that alone is also maybe keeping more roads gravel in Vermont and less paved roads. So, I mean, yes, speed is always a factor, um, but the use, the, the traffic volumes, things like that, you know, I think plays a bigger portion of it. Of course, cost does as well. Ah, uh, yes. And we definitely have some questions later on about costs. Um, but for now, moving on to some questions specifically about mud season. Hello, this is Michelle Morris from Jericho. And I'm wondering, what is it about Vermont's soils and climate that make our roads so prone to frost heaves and tire swallowing muck during spring mud season? So in Danville, and that's what I can speak about the most, um, our soils are very clay and, um, have a lot of silt and loam and things like that that are not good road-based material. And so, unfortunately, this creates water-holding material that, when frozen, obviously expands and ice builds. And when, when that material thaws, um, because there's so much water and under the road and it can't escape through the ice, it, the water has to come up. And the water comes up, and of course, then we travel on it, and it turns the road to very muddy situations. So the freezing and thawing, and the fact that there's a lot of water in the in the in the roadway that is frozen, this creates the mud in the spring when it thaws. Mm-hmm. A similar question. Ellen Starr uh, wrote in and asks, "What can we do about the roads in Vermont?" Isn't there a technological solution to our horrific potholes at this point? <laughs> well, I mean, yes and no, you know. Um, and I always call it kind of battling Mother Nature. Um, she, you know, she, she throws us a lot of curveballs to try to hit, and sometimes it's a little overwhelming. I mean, yes, the answer is yes. There, there are many different aggregates that can be used in, in some situations, but, you know, since the beginning of roads, there's been mud and there's been potholes. You know, if we choose to, to, to live or on these gravel roads, we've got to expect that because a lot of times Mother Nature gives us a, a challenge to, to, to make roads perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you think there is such a thing as roads that can be perfect all the time? Absolutely not. And we can talk about paved roads as well as gravel roads, is that the freeze-thaw situation in the soils in Vermont, there, there can't be a road that's perfect all the time due to either those things or just, you know, the traffic. It, things wear out. Yeah. Well, our next question comes from Coco Mosley. She has uh, been a question asker in the past for a question about the pros and cons of heating with wood. But today, Coco asks, 
Hello, this is Coco Mosley from Lincoln, and I'm wondering how potholes and washboards form. What's the science behind these unique architectural features on our roads? I think there's, there's several things that play the part of, of causing potholes and causing washboards. Um, you know, obviously the freezing and thawing at different rates in different areas of the road are going to create, um, you know, swells and sags as things thaw out. So that definitely is, plays a part in it, too. I think another thing that plays a big part of it is the water, whether the water is staying on top of the road as cars drive through it, and every time a tire hits this little sag in the road, it, you know, it creates a huge amount of force pumping pumping the water out of the sag and bringing fines with it creating the hole to get slowly deeper and deeper and deeper as more cars go over. So that definitely plays a factor in it, too, is, is traffic amounts. Um, and then as far as washboards, we see washboards a lot in the summertime, dry washboards, I call them, where traffic is going down the dirt road and the tire kind of is pushing the car along, trying to spin a little bit maybe and turn up and ruffle up the, the, the wear surface. And then the next car comes by and it makes it a little worse, even though there might not be any water in these washboards. It creates a little what I call a chatter. Quite often you see this going up a hill because the car, you know, kind of spins its way up the hill and creates, once a little one starts, and then it gets bigger and bigger over time. All right. Our next question is, I have a feeling you could probably give me a very long answer to this question (laughs) or a short one. So... Let me play this question from Jackie. Hello, my name is Jackie Spain and I live in Wallingford, Vermont. My question is, how does Vermont maintain all these gravel roads? I'm surrounded by beautiful gravel roads that I walk on all the time, but it seems like they must be so much work. Smoothing out the ruts, filling in the gullies. How does Vermont do it? That's a great question. Um, You know, obviously the town crews are geared up um, with equipment to to maintain gravel roads. Um, I think all towns are in the same boat in that, you know, budgets are never big enough to support the aggregate that you lose in a season um, to keep them up as good as as, as, you know, they could be. Um, so there are hurdles financially. So I think the, the, the simple answer to that question is um, the towns are equipped and are geared up for the amount of highways that they have to keep some level of maintenance for these roads. So dirt roads take a lot of work. They're expensive. But how expensive? When we come back... The finances of gravel versus pavement. This is Brave Little State. It's Brave Little State. I'm Angela Evansy. Today we are partaking in some mud season madness, and Keith Gadapi, road foreman of the town of Danville, is answering your questions about dirt roads. We are now going to transition to some questions about finances. Okay. 
Hey, BLS, this is Rich Grogan from Reading, Vermont. This is Nancy Wilson. Hi, my name is Amanda Skull, and I live in Westminster, Vermont. We're in the middle of mud season, and every mud season I'm told that it is, quote, more expensive to pave the roads than to constantly repair the dirt roads. Where is the data for that? Every mud season, I find myself wondering, how does the cost of resurfacing and maintaining dirt roads compare to the cost of paving them? And what makes a town decide to leave roads unpaved? And are they cheaper to maintain? So, again, it's a little bit about town objective, um, you know, of, of how much money they want to spend on roads with certain levels of traffic and service, you know, required. So I can only speak about what we do in Danville. But to give you an example, um, you know, we divide our budget into different classes of road. Generally, class two roads are paved, and generally, class three roads are gravel. And if this helps at all, um, you know, my gra- my class three budget is about forty percent less than my class two budget, and that class three budget has four times the miles of road on it than my class two budget does. And why that is, is because blacktop is very expensive. It's very expensive to install. And so when you choose to do, let's say a mile of blacktop, that's a huge hit versus a mile of gravel road. All right, our next question is, who gets to decide if a dirt road gets paved? Thanks. Okay, so to pave or not to pave is, you know, solely relies on the select board of your town or however you are, are organized. Um, and obviously input from, from the townspeople and from the road foreman or, or road commissioner, however your town is structured, um, you know, whether or not to pave a road or not. You know, so there's no really, you know, formula or anything that they use. Is it something that eventually would go to voters to say, you know, oh, we definitely want to keep this road dirt, or, oh, we can't handle it anymore, we want to pave this. That, that definitely could happen. And again, depending on your select board, you know, that definitely is probably the, a good way to do that. I know in my experience, we've had, we've had townspeople come in requesting, you know, a certain, certain road to be paved. And, and believe it or not, I've had townspeople requesting it not be paved as well. So, um, I mean, there's two sides to every coin for sure, and there's, there's many opinions out there. Yeah. Hi, my name is Steve Gladstone. I live in Hinesburg. My question is, what are the pros and cons of dirt roads versus paved roads? The, the level of service on gravel roads definitely is different on paved roads, you know, in all four seasons. For example, today, you're not going to be able to drive everywhere you want to go on a gravel road because... The, the wear surface is now mud and is, you know, nearly intravelable in many areas. Whereas today, you can drive anywhere you want on a blacktop road. So there are definitely levels of service, um, definitely different driving conditions that all play in the decision-making of whether to pave a road or whether to maybe keep it gravel. All right, well, let's go to our last question from Ed Green. My name is Ed Green, and I live in Westford, Vermont. My question is, why do some people in Vermont prefer dirt roads over paved roads 
When some dirt roads are so bad in mud season, the school buses get stuck. Spoiler alert, some people will use speeding cars as a reason against paved roads, but those same people complain about speeding cars on their dirt roads. You know, that that's a fantastic question in that, um, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of different reasons, you know, why people respond in different ways. You know, first of all, as far as blacktop versus gravel, um, you know, some folks I've heard, you know, I moved to Vermont because I wanted to live on a gravel road because it's quieter and, and you know, less traffic and less speeders and things like that. So I think this question is it's kind of beyond me because it's more or less figuring out people rather than figuring out the roads. You know, we have the same in Danville. You know, people want to live on the back road, but they also don't want people going fast. And so, um, you know, there's some things we just can't control. That's probably the most difficult question of the day right there. <laughs> Well, let me ask you personally, do you live on a, a paved road or, or gravel road, Keith? I live on a gravel road, and and my road was impassable this morning by most vehicles. Um, they were parked at the bottom of the road, um, you know, vehicles that have low clearance and things like that. Um, but again, it was all about choice. When I chose to, to build my house where I did, I was willing to accept the fact that, hey, there's going to be times where I can't get out or I've got to gear up my choice of vehicles to be able to get out in all conditions. So it's all about the choice of, of what, what someone wants. I think most folks don't understand um, what mud season uh, means for a road crew or a town. You know, when it snows in the wintertime, we can respond to that hazard by taking our snow plows out and plowing and sanding the road. Or if it's an ice storm, we can go out and sand. Or, you know, if a tree comes down, we can go out and we can, we can clean that tree up that, that fell across the road to get rid of that hazard. Mud season is way different than that. Think about how we fix mud. We take heavy equipment out on the muddy roads that weigh 30 tons, carrying gravel and stone to this desolate place that needs a load to fill in ruts or to fill in a soft spot. And to get to that spot, we might travel three or four miles to get to it on these soft roads. And if you can imagine a 30-ton truck traveling three or four miles to get to this spot, we're doing more damage getting to the bad spot than we would by not going. Mud season is the only season that our hands are kind of tied. So it's hard on the mind, it's hard on my guys because they want to make everything good. We all want the same result and it make it travelable roads and make it decent for people to go. But there's some times, and this year is a prime example when everything kind of fell apart all at once, where we can't respond to the hazard like people might think we can. Uh, 
A huge thank you to Keith Gadapi of the Danville Highway Department for being game to answer all these questions today. And to all the road crews across Vermont for tending to our roads during mud season and all seasons. Thanks also to everyone who recorded a question for this episode. Jeffrey Bach, Michelle Morris, Coco Mosley, Jackie Spain, Rich Grogan, Amanda Skull, Nancy Wilson, Steve Gladstone, and Ed Green. And many of you shared photos of your impassable roads. We've got those up at our website, bravelittlestate.org. While you're there, you can ask your own question about Vermont, sign up for the BLS newsletter, check out our 100-plus episode archive, and, of course, vote on the question you want us to tackle next. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit at BraveStateVT. I produced and mixed this episode with help from the Brave Little State team, Myra Flynn, Josh Crane, and VPR News fellow Marlon Hyde. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Angela Evansy. We'll be back soon with more people-powered Vermont journalism. And then what about driving techniques? Do you often recommend people gun it or go slowly to make their way through? I, I think I think the biggest technique, you know, as far as dealing with mud is, you know, picking your spot. It's not whether or not you gun it or not whether or not you try to spin or try not to spin. I think it just you you've got to go slow and, and the reason you go slow is to pick your spot. And sometimes it's not a good spot, but I think if you know, for me to respond to technique, it's it's about more or less picking your spot rather than whether or not you try to spin or not. <laughs>